is brought down. And Kumpondo Zupala de Brahan Dabalados, a Zuprakatan Dabala Dabalos Sopaha, a Shapala Dabalanaha. Lift up your hands and give a praise. Egeboja Kele de Brena Kakende de Bozakala de Barakatina Kele and Amaha, Egeboja Ke Babara Katuna Kele de Babaya, Elebozakala de Brena Katolo Namoza Kele de Boboroka to Nekele de Boroka to Nezakea. Lift your hands and give him praise. Give him thanks to the Father who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. We are partakers of that inheritance. Oh Father, we praise you. Oh Father, we rejoice tonight. We rejoice with joy unspeakable. Our hearts are full of glory. There is a walking of the Spirit going on in our hearts. Le kato menga lida babara egebojo kolo da boro kotuna kele de manga engebozo kolo da brena katole de baba aya galede boja kele de mambra angala de babre gedisa kele de baba engelede boja kala da baya engelede manda lagoro to sekele de baya agarana kanteke na kananga lede babre gedisa kale de bara angalere boshaka father we give you praise oh glory to god thank you father Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come humbly before your precious holy written word tonight. We're excited that we have this opportunity to learn to grow, to be equipped because we are part of your work on the earth. We are co-laborers with you in the advancement of your kingdom. And so tonight we rejoice for the honor that you have bestowed upon us. And we rejoice tonight for the privilege we have to learn and to know, to be able to be a blessing to our world. So revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Your people are built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus is glorified. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer sees a powerful amen. amen. Glory to God. Are we excited to fellowship in the world tonight? Can we celebrate our fellowship with a shout? Glory. Glory. Oh, glory, 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 glory. The Bible says in his temple, every man talks about his glory. Are we in the temple? Can we talk about the glory of God tonight? Can we just shout the glory? Glory. Amen. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self tonight. What a joy and an honor to be able to welcome everybody connected to this service. But we have Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media community, brothers and sisters online. What a joy to have all of you connected tonight, guys. I tell you, we are invading the entire blue marble planet with the truths of the gospel. I'm telling you, and I want us to do the same things we do every day. Help us share the video, tag some people, like the, like the video on Facebook. Then, of course, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Abel Damina Ministries. And don't forget, Twitter is on fire. So get on our Twitter page and make sure you tweet in the course of the service. And when you tweet, make sure you use the hashtag NCCM2023. Don't forget that. Let's create, let's create traffic on Twitter by tweeting the truth of the gospel around the nations of the earth. 
Let me also mention that tonight we're so glad to welcome everybody that is connected to the service by way of radio in Aquaibom State. We're glad to have you as a member of our church family and it's a joy to know that you're right there feeding and feasting in the word of his grace. Call a friend, a loved one, ask him to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. We want to welcome all the citizens globally. We, we love all of the power citizens around the world. We are in this together, a team that is invading the world, reintroducing Jesus to this generation, equipping believers to know who they are in Christ, what they have in Christ, and what Christ can do through them. What a joy to be here tonight. Are we excited tonight? Praise God. All right, let's get in the world. We've been here, and we're going to be here. It's a joy to just stay here every time at this time of the year to study and to begin the year, you know, getting our minds equipped with what God will have us do. So we continue. We are doing like a background work for studies in the Old Testament. A background work. That's what we're doing for effective studies and the ability to effectively, you know, bring about a didache, a mode of explanation that brings out the truth of the gospel following the apostolic foundation, the apostolic format, which came from the head cornerstone of the church, Jesus Christ himself. Looking at how all of them interpreted and reworked the thinking of their time brought repentance to the people of their time concerning the truths of the gospel. Second Peter chapter 3 verse number 15. Second Peter chapter 3 verse number 15. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul also according to the wisdom given unto him hath written unto you. Next verse. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. So we're looking at Paul's, you know, Paul's story around Israel. We're looking at Paul's Israel. And then Paul's Israel has led us to look at the popular story about Israel and what Jesus you know, taught. Peter makes a very vital point here from what we read that brother Paul's insight was given to him. That the attempt to interpret the scriptures outside of Paul and that's what Peter was saying here, the art of the people he calls unstable. Unstable. And he says that they will rest the scriptures to their own destruction. That is, that Paul was the one giving the insight, the sophia you know, there on how to go about the Old Testament letters. Paul was the one giving the Sophia, the insight as to how to go about the Old Testament letters or books. Now recall, yesterday we began to look at who Jesus calls God. Who Jesus calls God. Because if you're looking at Israel, we marked out some things. We said the first thing about Israel is who is the God of Israel? That's the first thing. That's the first marker we began to look at. Who is the God of Israel? To know Paul's Israel, we have to know Israel's God or who Jesus called God. That is very, very vital. In fact, that is fundamental in the study. And you remember yesterday we stopped at that point. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse number 4. Deuteronomy Chapter 6, verse number 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. 
the Lord our God is one. What does that mean? Before then, in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29, Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse number 29, please pay attention. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul, the Lord thy God. Two words, Yahweh Elohim, the Lord thy God. Two words, Yahweh Elohim. Then he mentions the heavens and the earth. Now let's back up a bit to Exodus chapter 3. Moses is at the burning bush and he says, Who do I call you? Who do I call you? Or who do I say sent me? What name do I call you? He said, I am that I am. A phrase in the Hebrew. Yahweh in good language is YHVH Yovah. Yahweh, Yovah, pronounced Yahweh as Yovah. It has no single vowel. What does it mean? It's from one word, Ava. Ava. Ava means to become. Ava. Ava means to become. So he becomes, therefore, the redemptive work of God. He becomes the redemptive work of God to become the Lord Yahweh. I am to become the Lord Yahweh. I am to become. So when it gets to Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse number 4, put it up again. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Please, I beg you, pay attention. The Lord your God is one. He is already saying that he will become a man. He will be a son. In that statement, it shows that the person speaking is God. He will become a man. Yes, the Elohim, and then he is the Yahweh. The Elohim is the Yahweh. Who will be and who will become. The Elohim is the Yahweh who will be and who will become. In, in that statement, he retains the unity of the one called God. In God the Father and the Son. He retains the unity of the one called God. And that unity is retained in the Father and in the Son. Because the Yahweh will be the one to be at the scene of many as a man. The Yahweh will be the one to bear the sins of many as a man. So clearly, Paul has navigated that coast just like Jesus did. One God is the same, our Lord. Look at the way Brother Paul, in his insight and in his Sophia, communicates those thoughts we just read. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 6. But to us, there is but one God, the Father. Please, I beg you, just pay attention. There is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we are in him, 
and one Lord Jesus Christ, one God the Father, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Brother Paul in his wisdom has been able to navigate the coast, just like Jesus. That one God is the same our Lord. In other words, it was clear that God, Jesus, man, is what Moses said. God, Jesus, man. It's what Moses communicate, communicated. Our Lord is the same as our God. And all of this is from the Hebrew Bible. All of these communications you're hearing is from the Hebrew Bible. Hear, O Israel, believe this, Moses said. Believe this. The Yahweh is God. The Yahweh is God. No wonder Paul will say, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. See how Jesus answered this, their question. In Psalm 110 verse 1. <laughs> I love Jesus. Psalm 110 verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Until I make thine enemies Thy footstool. So they now ask Jesus in Matthew chapter 22 verse 42. Or Jesus rather asked the Jews. Remember we're dealing with who is God to the Jews, right? Alright, so Jesus saying, What think ye of Christ? (laughs) Whose son is he? They say unto him, the son of David. Next verse. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord? Saying, Next verse, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. Next verse. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? Next verse. And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Because David right there in the court, because I believe that David prophesied in the court. He was, he has supreme rule over Israel. And then the, the king of the exalted king of israel is prophesying and he says the lord he acknowledges another lord higher than him in their mind david is final he's the supreme leader of the greatest nation on earth israel and now their supreme leader says the lord said to my lord my lord so it means david has a lord that the lord said to How can you say Jehovah said to Adonai? Jehovah said to Adonai, sit on my right hand. But then, who will be the Adonai of the king of Israel? He has to be a Yahweh. The Adonai of the king of Israel has to be a Yahweh. So, 
I disagree with those Hebrew translations because there are Hebrew translations which says it has to be Elohim said to Yahweh. Two phrases used for God. Now distinguished. Sit at my right hand. So which means it's clear by saying at my right hand on the throne. At my right hand on the throne. Therefore, David becomes a representation. You remember the representations? So David becomes a representation. So whose son is he? They say he is the son of David in the flesh. Oh. Why then does David call him Lord? Now let's go. The, the, the Jews just said, you know what? Let's go home. Don't answer him. The Jews just say, don't answer him. Let's just go. This argument is lost. Because they are claiming that the Lord is this, the child of David in the flesh. So Jesus said, well, if the Christ is a child of David according to the flesh, why does David in spirit call his child my Lord? What is he doing? He is reworking Genesis 1.26. He is reworking Genesis 1.26. The man in our image. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over. Let them have dominion over. The man in our image after our likeness, that is what God was saying is we will be printed in humanity. We will be imprinted on humanity or in humanity. The word aircon, aircon means you will see the image of God in man. You will see the image of God in man again. That is Jesus. You will see the image of God in man. That is Jesus. So he reworks all of that. It was evident from Genesis chapter 1 that we are going to see God in man. Why do you think the psalmist said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? The writer of Hebrews says, well, when we look for man and look for man and we do not see man in that place where man is supposed to be the image of God, when we looked again, then we see Jesus. Jesus, the image of God. So, God visits with man and God is seen with man. God visits man and God is seen with man. So, therefore, Whenever we hear Yahweh is Jireh, is a man they are talking about. Yahweh is Jireh. Or when you hear Yahweh is Sid Kenu, it's a man they are talking about. Or when you hear Yahweh is Shama, Shama, okay. He's talking about the incarnation. God becoming a man. Or when you hear Yahweh is El Shaddai. The double breasted one. All power. All authority. 
The man like God. How many of you remember that? The man like God. Jesus said, the scriptures testify of me. So that man is the Yahweh. He is the Elohim. He is the Elohim. Hear, O Israel, that Yahweh, the Elohim, is one. That Yahweh, the Elohim, is one. Because if there was worship, or if their worship was wrong, then who is God to them will be wrong. If their worship was wrong, then who is God to them was wrong. You remember yesterday? You worship, you know not what. But the hour cometh and now is when true worshippers shall worship the Lord in spirit. So he changed the narrative from temple worship and mountain worship to spirit. To spirit. So if their worship was wrong, of course, then who God was to them was wrong. And from what we have learned from Jesus, was their worship wrong? Huh? Was their worship wrong? Yeah. God is a spirit. Jesus said it. And to worship him, he has to be as a father. He changed the narratives from God to father from temple and mountains to spirit the Shaddai the Shama the Sitkenu the Adonai the man <laughs> the Shaddai the Shama the Sitkenu the El Shaddai the Adonai is the man glory to God he has made that Jesus Lord he has made that Jesus Lord. When Abraham saw his day, he saw Jireh. And Jireh is his son. Abraham saw my days and he was glad. And the days that Abraham saw were the days of Jireh, who is a man. When Moses said, I am that I am in that burning bush, he was talking about Jesus, the Yahweh. Because Moses will see from what happened to Israel, from Egypt to Canaan, as a representation of being led by the Spirit. Israel moving from Egypt to Canaan, the Exodus, was a representation of as many as are led by the spirit. Born by the spirit. From the flesh to the spirit. From bondage to freedom. That was the exodus. That was the movement of the people. Taking them from the flesh to the spirit. From works to grace. From works to grace. And so... If the deliverer is the Yahweh, the deliverer is the man, and the man is Jesus, then Jesus reworks it. Am I teaching good? Jesus reworks it. 
That's why they said, repent. Repent. The Yahweh is a man. <laughs> repent. Change your minds. The Yahweh is a man. The Yahweh is not a tyrant. Change your mind. The Yahweh is a man. The Yahweh didn't come to free you from Caesar. Change your minds. The Yahweh came to die in your place. The Yahweh didn't come to terrorize mankind. Change your mind. The Yahweh came on behalf of man as a man to die man's death. Change your mind. He's reworking their thinking. So that repentance is to see things differently. So here's Moses. Build a tabernacle. He does it for those guys who are stiff-necked. Allow me to use that word. They are stiff-necked. Then when he's leaving them with the figurative, he says, Lord, can I see your glory? Then God says, it will be in a rock. My glory will be in a rock. I am that rock. When you see me, then you will leave. Then John writes, Logos Ginomai. Logos Ginomai. In the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos Ginomai. The Logos Ginomai. Or he will use sacks and skinny. How many of you remember? Skinny in last in Christ realities. Skinny. If I am you, as I'm listening to the evening teaching in the morning, I will listen to last year's in Christ. If I am you, that's how I'm going to do it. I listen to last year's in Christ in the morning and I listen to this year's in Christ in the evening. Because these teachings are a curriculum that progressively build on one another so that you have complete understanding. If I'm teaching, can I have a good amen? Mm. Now, the word became flesh and then tabernacle. The word became flesh and then tabernacle. Two books. The word became flesh and then tabernacles. Two books. If you don't get it, Genesis and Exodus. The entire Bible becomes a story that you don't understand. Once you don't get Genesis and Exodus. Once you don't get Genesis and Exodus, it will be difficult for you to understand the Bible. Genesis, God. Exodus became a man and dwelt among us. Genesis and Exodus. God, man in his image. Exodus, he dwells in man. That's the summary of Genesis and Exodus. And brother Paul writes it, Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? In Genesis 1, 26 and 28, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of Genesis 1, 26 and 28. 
Because he says, you will multiply and replenish the earth and have dominion. That's not Adam's children, but the son of the children of that image. He is called the church of the firstborn. So when he says, go into all the world and preach this good news. That is Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28 fulfilled. Go and preach the gospel to every creature. Ah, let us make man in our image. Be fruitful. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. That's the gospel to all nations. Replenish the earth and have dominion. Jesus is using Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 28. Please pay attention. Because the sonship will be by adoption into the son. The image of God in the earth. So he reworks their thinking. He reworks the way they read the Old Testament letters. And I hope all of us here, online, on television, all the citizens global, I hope we do the same. Brother Paul's temple, here on earth. Heaven and earth can be replaced by one word. If you are following, what word did I say yesterday can replace the word for heaven and earth? What word did I say yesterday can replace the word heaven and earth? The spirit. The spirit. So when you say the spirit, what are you saying? Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. So you guys are not sitting here for nothing. <laughs> You're closer to the anointing. <laughs> Glory to God. The spirit or heaven and earth. So the spirit is the heaven and earth. Pay attention, pay, pay, pay good attention. The spirit is heaven and earth. Already, whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. It means walk in the spirit amongst men. Walk in the spirit amongst men. Because the heaven is the spirit. I give you the keys. No, no, no. Listen, listen. You need to rework your mind. Because what I'm saying, if your mind is not flexible to renewal, you won't get it. And if you don't get it, you will occupy the seat of the unlearned. And be asking foolish and unlearned questions. Don't be stuck with the word heaven the way you used to think it. Allow the scriptures tell you what it was thinking when those words were used and let there be an adjustment because that's exactly what teaching is supposed to achieve. Teaching is supposed to bring you to a place where you submit to the authority of scriptures and let the scriptures form the way you think about God. That's what teaching is supposed Don't be stuck up with the word heaven and you're thinking of sky. It's Bible language. So let the Bible interpret its language. Don't bring your nuances into Bible teaching. And I know why I'm saying that because some of you are still struggling with some of these concepts. And if you are struggling, 
and you're not submitting, repentance is not taking place. Hmm. Heaven is the spirit. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Again, the spirit. The spirit. Maybe the gifts of the spirit. Maybe the power of the spirit. But when you hear heaven and earth is giving me in heaven and on earth, that is the spirit of God in the earth. So from there we have born of the spirit. Born of God. Born from heaven. Heaven on earth is the spirit of God in the resurrection. Can I have a powerful amen? The spirit of God where? In the resurrection. So Jesus has simply reworked their theology. He has simply reworked their theology. He has given us the didache to walk with. This is how you will know when Paul said to turn them from Satan to the power of God. Because Satan was veiled in the darkness of man. Satan was veiled in the ignorance. Oh, they worship the devil. They worship demons. They worship evil. And they thought they were worshiping God. But they were not worshiping God. They worshiped and they knew not what they worshiped. So what did they know? Well, not God. So what did they know? Pay attention now. In that insight, observe the statement. Deuteronomy again, chapter 4, verse 39. Glory to God. Know therefore this day and consider it in thine heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above. I beg you, please pay attention. He is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Heaven above, earth beneath, there is none else. He is God in heaven and on the earth beneath, he says, there is none else. Now, Jesus repeats that in Mark twelve twenty nine. Mark chapter 12 verse 29. And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And then that is what we saw in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. And we identified the two things as being brought together. Are you still with me? Okay. The Hebrew Yahweh or Yavah. Which is where you have Lord in that context. And you also have the Hebrew God. Elohim. Now he is saying that the Yahweh is God. Who is also called the Messiah. Because the Yahweh is Messiah of the Old Testament scriptures. And then Paul now says, there is one God to us, even the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. 
That is Paul's interpretation of Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. Now I have seen people argue that. Hear O Israel, the Lord your God is one. And so, many people try to argue that because of the word Trinity. Well, I try as much as I can to avoid using that word Trinity a lot of times as I think it's just a controversial word, that word Trinity. But look at this in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. Because we must speak out who is the God of Israel. So he said, Hear, O Israel, Shemua. The word hear, O Israel, is the Hebrew word Shemua. That is, heed to believe. Heed to believe. Now, why will Moses say, Hear ye, O Israel? That means, you heed. You believe. Shemua in the Hebrew. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. Which means, listen to believe. Hear, O Israel. Listen to believe. Or heed to this. Which means, it's an information they have to pay attention to. An information they have to pay attention to. So he says, Shemua Israel. Yahweh Elohim Yahweh. That's the way it is in the Hebrew Bible. Shemua Israel, Yahweh Elohim Yahweh. That's the way it sounds in the original. Then he uses the word a card, which is one. That that word, the Lord your God is one. Immediately you hear that it looks like a unity or one, but then it has different enforcements. It has different enforcements. By saying he is one, no doubt, because Israel was faced with a global outrage. Then, and there were many nations then that worshipped many gods. And so, here, O Israel, who have heard about Elohim, and now they have heard about Yahweh, and obviously from prophecy, there were a lot of things that were said and promised. So, the Lord your God, which is Elohim, Yahweh, they are together. Elohim, Yahweh, they are together. Yahweh, Elohim, or Elohim, Yahweh, they are together. That's what it means. They are a card. One. In the Hebrew. They are one. That word Ekad is used 259 times. Yahweh and Elohim Ekad. They are one. It's used for unity. Where you have the unit one, but also it's reinforced by unity. So what he is saying is that in your study of the Old Testament, you must see Yahweh Yavah as Elohim. You must see Yahweh as Elohim. That already brings in the father-son reality in Christ. The father-son reality in Christ. And so Paul says that we know that there is one God. 
Then brother Paul now sheds more light in that. So the question is, who is the God of Israel? You know that song. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. Hallelujah. Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, so when he says you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind, that is a prophecy concerning the Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 6 again. Brother Paul will help us a lot in this study. Are you learning something? Are you on the same page with me? No confusion whatsoever? Can I have a glory? Alright. But to us, there is but one God, the Father. Can't you see that? One God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ. One God, the Father, and one Lord Jesus Christ. Now you see the unity, by whom are all things, and we by him. God, the Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. That is, to lift the veil of that Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, Shemua Yisrael, Yahweh, Elohim, Yahweh, Akkad. Yahweh and Elohim are together. Akkad. And so, when you read the apostolic letters, it was vital. Please listen carefully. It was vital that when you read the apostolic letters, they must present Yahweh and Elohim. The apostolic letters must present Yahweh and Elohim together. That's the consistency of theology. The apostolic letters must present Yahweh and Elohim together. Yahweh, Elohim, one God. The Lord your God is one. One and the same. Whether you read Brother Paul's Romans, or you read Brother Paul's 1 Corinthians, or you read Paul's 2 Corinthians, you will see the signature of that interpretation. You will see the signature of that interpretation of Yahweh and Elohim as being one together. Romans 1.7 The interpretation is the signature of it. Pay attention. Romans, pay attention. Romans 1.7 To all that be in Rome, Beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. God, our Father, Yahweh, and the Lord Jesus Christ, Elohim Eckhart. That union, that Father's son reality in Christ is the signature of the apostolic letters because they were interpreted from the Old Testament scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3. Brothers, stay with me. We're going to read quite a few now. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, 2 Corinthians 1, 2 and 3. 
Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2 and 3. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus. That's the signature of the apostolic letters. And I will tell you why in a few minutes. Second Corinthians is that where we read? Okay. And, and all the letters had that signature. Galatians 1, 2 and 3. Galatians chapter 1 verse 2 and 3. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, verse 3, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. So the gospel must always present them together because the God of Israel is father and son. The gospel must always present them together. Because the God of Israel is Father and Son. Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. These things are not mistaken. They were intentional and deliberate inclusion as the signature of the apostolic letters. Except it is not the God of our Lord Jesus Christ we are talking about. All the letters must carry that signature. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly in Christ. Philippians chapter 1 verse 2. Philippians, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I read this yesterday, but it's just for emphasis. And I want to drive the point home with, with clarity. This is just explaining the Yahweh and Elohim of the Old Testament. Colossians 1, 2. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 2. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Just signature of Paul's writings. And then you see it in First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 1. First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse number 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father, and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. All the apostolic letters. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verse number 2. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First Timothy chapter 1 verse number 2. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 2. Unto Timothy my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not like he is bringing greetings to them from somewhere. He is only putting their attention on the reality of the gospel. He is keeping their focus, their attention 
on the reality of the gospel. That the gospel has as it were exposed deity. The gospel has exposed deity. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 2. Let's see what it says. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse number 2. Oh Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Is it getting clear, church? Titus is a little bit, you know, a little bit expansive. Titus chapter 1 verse 1. Titus 1, 1, 3, and 4. Titus. Paul is servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. Verse 3. In hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world begun. But, pay attention, hath in due times manifested his word through preaching which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior God our Savior next verse to Titus my own son after the common faith grace mercy and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our savior after he first told you god our savior he now says god the father and the lord jesus christ our is it getting clear our savior please pay attention philemon chapter 1 verse 3 you call it philemon it's actually philemon to philemon or philemon grace to you and peace from god our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The same thing in Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews the writer of Hebrews put it like this. At sundry times, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. At sundry times in diverse manners the prophets spoke unto the fathers. God hath in these last days spoken in his son. God, that's the way it is in the original. I just read for you the original way it is written. Okay. God hath in these last days spoken in his son. Now when you say someone spoke in, someone spoke in, that's already a union. Someone spoke in. He spoke in his son. And he says, that manifestation is Elohim. Then you now have James. James, who is the brother of Jesus in the flesh. James chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Let's see what the brother of Jesus in the flesh says. James is servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting, my brethren, count it all joy. Jesus Christ our Lord. James acknowledges him in spirit as Lord. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 1. Lot of scriptures good for your saintly dignity. For so an entrance, Second Peter one one, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Next verse. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord. Why do they always have to identify that in the apostolic writings? Because that is the God of Israel. The God of Israel is father and son in one. The God of Israel is father and son in one. So the father and son reality is the foundation of the gospel. The father and son reality as one is the foundation of the gospel. First John chapter 1 verse 3. Pay attention. First John chapter 1. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. Now pay attention here. And truly our fellowship is with the father. And with his son Jesus Christ. So our fellowship with the father. Is our fellowship with the son. You can't have fellowship with the son. And not have fellowship with the father. So our fellowship with the father. Is our fellowship with the son. Look at Second John chapter 2. Verse 1. Second John. Okay sorry. 1-1. One, one. <laughs> the elder unto the elect lady. And her children. Whom I love in the truth. And not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. Next verse. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us, and shall be with us forever. Next verse. Grace be with you. Mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. You can't separate those guys. The son of the father in truth and in love. The only place you may not probably see that is in Todd John. Look at Jude chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. Jude chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. Jude, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Next verse. We started from 1. Jude 1 1 first. Before two, Jude 1 1. Good. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Sanctified by God the Father and preserved where? The same thing. Even revelation. Even Revelation has that signature. Revelation chapter 1 verse 2. 
Revelation chapter 1 verse number 2. Who bore record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ. The word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ. And of all things that he saw. So that's a consistent revelation of the gospel. Consistent revelation of the gospel. That is one of the things that Jesus did on the road to Emmaus. And of course when he met the twelve was to again walk the understanding of God around himself. Because the moment he leaves Christ, it is wrong. The moment he leaves Christ, it's no more gospel. The moment he leaves Christ, is just a canal jamboree. It has to be around Christ. That's why he is called the Logos. He must be walked around him. That is proper Bible interpretation. That's why in John chapter 10, when they said, why do you make yourself God when you say you are the son of God? That's clear. That you a man makes yourself God by simply saying, I am my father, I want. Jewish people understand. You see, that's not your language. That's not Nigerian language. That's Jewish language. In Israel, once you say, I am my father, I want, what you're saying is, I am the father. I'm in the father. The father is in me. Jewish people understand that. It's not an English it's not an English phrase. It's a Jewish phrase. That's why they took stones to stone me. And he said to them, hey guys, for which of these works do you stone me? They said that you, a man, makest yourself God. They didn't say makest yourself equal to God. They say you have made yourself God. That's why we stone you because I and my father are one. Simply means I am my father. That's what it means. It simply means I am my father. That's Bible language. That's not African language. That's Jewish language. Are we teaching here? So that's clear. When you say you are the son of God, you know what that means in Israel? You are Elohim. The moment you say you are the son of God, you are Elohim. And the Elohim is a Yahweh. <laughs> the Elohim is the Yahweh. Because obviously it was clear that the Yahweh will come as a son. So by the time he says, I am the son. That means he is Yahweh. And Yahweh is Elohim. That's why they have a problem with him. Because naturally if you were speaking English language and you say I am the son of my father in English it doesn't mean I am my father. But in Bible language, because Bible language is not English language. But when he said, they knew what he was saying. That is what is ingrained in those prophecies. Is that the Yahweh is the Elohim. So that becomes very controversial because they didn't understand that truth. And you will know why they didn't understand it very shortly. Therefore, what happens is that the incarnation fulfills the exodus. The incarnation of Christ fulfills the exodus. What Moses simply wrote, he wrote Genesis as the character of God. That's the way Moses presented his his books. Genesis, 
He wrote it as the character of God and he wrote Genesis as the person of God. Then Exodus, he zeroed on the humanity of God. Genesis, the character of God and the person of God. Then Exodus, the humanity of God. That's the way he painted the picture. Remember we said the way he wrote was that he wrote in figuratives. Moses wrote his books in figuratives and we told you why he wrote in figuratives. That means by the time he was asking them to build a tabernacle, what Moses was basically saying was that God will tabernacle amongst men. Genesis, God, Genesis, the character of God, Genesis, the person of God, Exodus, the tabernacle where God will dwell amongst men. So Genesis is the promise of God tabernacling among men in Exodus. Don't miss that. Now, Shakata Balata. Asebonda Lagada. I told you yesterday that that tabernacle is heaven and earth. That tabernacle is heaven and earth. That's heaven and earth. So by the time you say God who is in heaven that's Old Testament. And now, build a house for him. <laughs> By the time you say, God who is in heaven, then you now say, build a house for him on earth. Wait. I repeat. By the time you say, God who is in heaven, build a house for him on earth. Question, where is God? Talk to me church. Let, let the radio audience hear you man. Where is God? So wherever God is, everywhere you see God will be where? What is God's eternal permanent location? Then you now say, build a house for him on earth. So if God moves into the house on earth, what moved into the house on earth? So heaven and earth is the tabernacle. Build me a house that I may dwell. The dwelling of God in the tabernacle is the heaven and earth reality. The Logos that became flesh. Exodus and Genesis. And dwelt among us. The essence of that tabernacle. Is to say. Heaven will be on earth. Or. Will be on earth together. That's exactly when you. You know. When you wrote Genesis. He said. In the beginning. Bereshit Elohim Barat Eteshmaim's letter Aret. In the beginning, God created 
the heaven and the earth. So heaven and earth together. And that's how he said it. So he lets you know that whatever distorted that later in Genesis is not original. What is original is heaven and earth in the same place. That's the plan. Heaven and earth in the same place. So when the tabernacle was built, that's what he was saying. And the fulfillment of that is the word, the Logos. The Logos, which was in the beginning, in the Archaic. Archaic. The Logos, which was in the Archaic, beginning, or Genesis. Archaic, beginning, or Genesis. Genomai. The Logos, which was in the Archaic, Genomai. And the word became flesh. Genomai. Genomai. Sacks became flesh and skinny. Skinny dwelt. That's the word for tabernacle. He skinnied among us. He dwelt among us. Made us his tabernacle. What John is just writing in John 1.14 is putting Genesis and Exodus together. The word became flesh. God became a man and lived in man. So Genesis and Exodus together will be found in Christ. Heaven and earth in Christ. John 1.18 are you, are, you, are you okay for the night? Can I close now? Or you still have space for a little more? Huh? Huh? A little more. John 1, 18. No man had seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. Wow. He is not saying that the son has seen the father. That doesn't make any sense now. Does it make sense? <laughs> what is your saying is that until now, nobody has seen God. Now remove the impression that God didn't want to be seen in the physical. That is not true. That's exactly the dream of God to be manifest in man. But he's simply saying nobody has seen that manifestation as I yet when he wrote that. But this is the only begotten, the monogenua. The monogenua. The only begotten, which is in the colpos of the father. The bosom, the colpos, the chest of the father. The monogenes, which is in the colpos of the father, the bosom. That is, you can't take them aside. The father and the son will always be seen together. That's why the son is in the colpos, in the bosom of the father. He has declared him. Hey, that is whatever he says is the father's words. Whatever he does is the father's action. 
whatever he, the word declared he has declared why is that so because he is the tabernacle because he is god in the flesh monogenua Look at John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of flesh, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. But of God which where that where now you know I have told you before that the translators people who translate the bible have liberty sometimes use whether singular or plural in a particular place okay in translation but when you say which where it seems to feel that it is those that received him which where but that's not correct. That's not correct. How can I be talking about God in John chapter 1? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And John the Baptist is his servant. Then when I get to verse 13. Which we are not born of the will of man. Or of the will of the flesh. But of God. Then I now say and the word became flesh. There's no consistency. Okay? So, verse 14 will interpret verse 13. Verse 14 will now correct verse 13. And the word was made flesh. What is the word that was made flesh? Verse 13. Which was born. Who is on that computer? Why are you so slow, man? Yankutabalata. Receive speed. Which was born. If I was translating today, it will be, which was born not of blood. See that? The person that was born not of blood is the word that became flesh. Not those who received him. Those who received him are born of flesh. The only person that is not born of flesh or of blood or of the will of man is the Logos. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. If that's clear, can I have a good amen? Because the begotten, the born, is the only begotten in verse 13. So if I was doing a translation today, I would say, Who was born not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Obviously, it will show you the incarnation of God. So look at the word Genua because that's a key word in this particular story. When John is writing, you know, writing born, Matthew will say born of Mary. That which is begotten of thee. Luke will repeat the same thing Matthew said. But because John is writing a post-resurrection account. John is writing a post-resurrection hermeneutics. That is, upon the resurrection of Christ, John is now writing an account. John is not now writing an account. So he will use same very descriptive 
and direct words. He will use born of God. But Mary is not in the picture. That is interpretation. Which was born of God. But Matthew will say, Hail thou Mary, that holy thing that shall be born of thee. But John will not put Mary in the picture because John is writing from post-resurrection. While Matthew is writing, I witness. So, Mary will be what we said few days ago. Mary will be a representation. But the actual birth is of God. The actual birth is of God. So, the Genoa is of God. You can take this down. John chapter 1 verse 13. John chapter 1 verse 14. John chapter 1 verse 18. Then John chapter 3 verse 36. You see, oftentimes, pay attention. You know, we said that Jesus said, the Holy Ghost will bring to your remembrance. So it was obvious, therefore, that as humanly as the account of the four Gospels, where each man leveraged on that understanding of the post-resurrection interpretation, so by that, John decided to focus on the close to the cross experience. John decided to focus on the close to the cross experience of Christ. And so he used more time to explain the things Jesus said before he died. John took time to explain those last statements of Jesus. And that's why his interpretation of the incarnation had no human hand. You know, while Matthew and Luke, they were saying, and the angel came and said to Mary, Hail Mary, thou art highly favored. Behold, you shall conceive a child, and he shall be called the Son of the Holy Ghost. And Mary said, How shall these things be? He, I know not a man. The power of the Most High shall come upon you. The power of the Almighty shall overshadow you. And that holy thing that shall be born shall be called the Son of the Highest. John just said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word became flesh. Mary excluded, because Mary is supposed to be a representation of that reality. Teaching good. He didn't talk about the stars. John didn't talk about the manger. He just went straight to the interpretation of what happened in the first three chapters of Matthew, first three chapters of Luke, and simply just said, It is the Logos. Genoa. Genoa took a form of a man. That's just the way John said it. Then he said, And we beheld his glory. When he said we beheld his glory, <laughs> when he said we beheld his glory, what book is that? Eh? Exodus. You know, I've told you guys, you're not sitting here for nothing. Exodus. We beheld his glory is the book of Exodus. So he said, we beheld that glory, the glory that Moses talked about in Exodus, show me your glory, we, we saw that glory. Hallelujah. And we will not only saw that glory, we we house that glory. We are carriers of the glory of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We are not only beholding, we house the glory of God. Full of grace and truth. That same thing that Moses craved for. That same thing that Moses longed for lives in me today. Now the key issue here is the word genua. 
is being used for Christ. John 1 13, John 1 14, John 1 18, John 3 36, and the popular John 3 16. John 1 13, John 1 14, John 1 18, John 3 36, and the popular John 3 16. But here we, 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 here we see Jesus now uses the same phrase. He says, except a man be born of the spirit, born, the same born for Jesus is now used for the man. Or born again, born of the spirit, born again. The word again is the word anothim. Anothim means born out of this world. Born out of this world. Born out of here. He can't see. He can't enter. Born of the spirit. Now let's be intelligent there. He's talking about his resurrection as we have pointed out because when you hear spirit in the words of Jesus, when you hear spirit in the words of Jesus, what is that? Resurrection. When you hear spirit in the words of Jesus, that is resurrection. Having said all that, he now says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, if you're a student that pays attention to details, he just used the word begotten for the man who was born not of the flesh. He used the word begotten for Christ. That means that just like the Old Testament prefigured a people of God, it prefigured a people of God who came from God. Because when you use the word Yahweh, the I am, or which is called the Jehovah, it means one who comes with his own. One who comes with his own. So the Old Testament prefigures identification. The Old Testament prefigures identification. That is why you have the tabernacle. It prefigures identification. That is why you have the tabernacle. So by saying born of the spirit, he is saying to us that reality. There is Jehovah, then his people, and the reality of Jehovah and his people will happen when? In the resurrection. So the God of Israel will have a family. Glory to God. The God of Israel will have a family. And so he says, therefore, by saying I am, which is the word to be, I am what I am. I will be what I will be. Jehovah. Or Yahweh. I will be for you. That I will want of you. I will be for you. That which I will want of you. So what I will want of you, I will be for you. 
that which I will want of you, I will be for you. So the Yahweh is the Son. And being the Son is because His people will be sons. He will be the Son because His people will be sons. So that brings in again that interpretation. Which means Jesus was not saying anything new. It was a consistent thing he has been saying from the beginning. It was just that they were blind in their heart. Because it wasn't anything new. Take note of much of the spirit in Christ's words. Much of the spirit. Because that's very vital. John 13, John 14, John 15, John 16 chapters. 13, 14, 15, 16. And then John chapter 20. All of those chapters are full of spirit talks. They spirit. Put it down and say, the spirit is his heaven. Write it down in capital letters. The spirit is his heaven. The spirit is his heaven. The Uranus, the unseen. The spirit will be the Uranus, the unseen. The spirit will be the immaterial reality. So the spirit is his heaven, which is what we can call his resurrection. That is his spirit. His resurrection is his spirit so born again born of the spirit born into the kingdom or born into the kingdom of heaven born of the spirit born again born into the kingdom look at the graduation or born into the kingdom of heaven Everything is found in the spirit. Everything. That's why last days before he died, he said, and he will give you another comforter, even the spirit of truth, who will abide with you forever. <laughs> that is like, Everything I have been saying and saying is this one word, eternal life. Water springing up unto everlasting life. You never thirst again when you drink of me. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So what was he saying? The allos paracletos. So you can summarize all that happened in the resurrection as what? The spirit. All that happened in the resurrection of Jesus can be summarized as the spirit. So in interpretation, you can use the word the spirit and the resurrection interchangeably. The spirit is the resurrection or the resurrection is the spirit. The spirit and the resurrection. So you hear things like, receive ye the spirit, or receive of the spirit. 
John 20, 22. You can read that at home. But look at John 14, verse 1. Glory! John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen? No matter what happens, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Does that sound like God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> you believe in God, believe also in me. That is, if you believe in God, that is the fields, Elohim, believe also in me. Very, very direct word. You can't claim to believe in the God of Israel and doubt his son. Very direct. Because the Lord your God is the same. So if you believe in God, it, it means you believe in me. John 14 verse 2. In my father's household are many mansions or are many dwelling places. Why will he say many? Because in the promise of God for Israel, Israel was to be a nation. So many mansions. Many mansions. There are many mansions. Verse 3. No, verse 2 first. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Next verse. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Whoa. And of course, the conversation went on and on. Now pay, pay close attention to verse 16. Whoo. And I will pray the Father. Circle, I will pray the Father because we will tabernacle there either Sunday or Monday. I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now, the way he sounds is like there is Jesus, there is the Father and there is another comforter. But that's not what he's saying. It sounds like that, but that's not what he's saying. Pay good attention to verse 17. Give me 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, you know him, him who? Him, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, whom the world doesn't know, but you know him. Him who, the spirit of truth. How do we know him? For he dwelleth with you. Build me a tabernacle 
that I may dwell among you. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But you know him for he dwelleth with you. But after resurrection he shall be in you. Who is this he? God, the one Lord, O Israel. I'm teaching real good tonight. (laughs) Remember, he had interacted with Philip. Philip! Philip! Philippi! Philippi! Have I been this long with you and you know me not, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. John 14, 9. He that has seen me has seen the Father. So, by the time he is saying that he may abide with you forever, who is he still talking about? The Father. Hey. He's still talking about the Father. Look at that verse 17 again. Don't miss it. Even the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in in and shall be in so the allos paracletos will be the same. What is the same? The same what? He said, the Father dwells in me. That is the paracletos. Eh? The Father dwells in me. That is the paracletos. So, the dwelling of the Father. Then he says, that he may abide with you forever. So, the paraclete is the dwelling of the Father. The paraclete is the dwelling of the Father. He's not a separate entity. He's not a third party. That is the Father. He may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not. Look at verse 18 now. We're going somewhere. Get ready. Verse 8. I will I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I. I. The Father dwell in you forever who is the spirit of truth. Verse 20. At that day you shall know that I am in my father. You in me. And I in you. Did you see? Did he mention the spirit again? At that day you shall know that I am in my father. You in me and I in you. He didn't mention the spirit again. Because the father in and he in the father is the spirit. 
The Father in you, you in the Father, that is the Spirit. That's the resurrection. That is the fulfillment of the prophecy. So when you see the writings of the New Testament folks, and they just say the Father and the Son, then you now say, what of the Spirit? The Father and the Son is the Spirit. The, fa- the father and the son together is the spirit. So I pay attention here. So you can say, the spirit therefore is the father in the son. The spirit therefore is the father in the son. Or the son in the father. The spirit therefore is the father in the son. Or the son in the father. And that's exactly how the apostles taught it. That's exactly how the apostles taught it. Jesus will say in John chapter 1 verse 4. He called it the promise of my father. Acts chapter 1 verse 4. He calls it the promise of my father. The promise of my father, (laughs) as though my father is going to give you something. But meanwhile, he's saying, you receive of the father. So it's not a third party. That's why in Acts 2.33, put up Acts 2.33 for me. I'm rounding up. Are you glad you came tonight? Acts 2.33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the father, the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had said for this which you now see and hear. You received of the Father. You have not received differently of the Father. You have received what is in the Father. You have received what the Father is in you. You have received what is in the Father. You have received what the Father is in. So that's why the book of Acts will call it the Doron, the Doria, the giving of God. Take down these scriptures and read at home. Acts chapter 2 verse 33 and 38. Acts chapter 2 verse 33 and 38. Acts chapter 5 verse 32. Acts chapter 5 verse 32. Now let's pay attention to Acts chapter 8 verse 14. Acts, put it up. Acts chapter 8 verse number 14. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. 15. Who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Samaria had received the word of God. It's the Greek word diakomai. Diakomai. D-E-I-R D-E-I-R C-H-O-M-A-I Diakomai. Then he says that they might receive the Holy Ghost, which is the word lambano, lambano, to take from, to take from. So, where is the Father? 
in the new birth. Where is the new birth? In the believer. Or the allos paracletos in the believer. So if I take of the father, where am I taking from? Eh? Wait, wait, look at me. Look at me. I go over what I just said. Where is the father in the new birth? Where is the new birth in the believer? Or the allos paracletos in the believer. So if I take of the father who is the allos paracletos, where am I taking from? From inside me. I'm not taking from the sky. Please don't ever forget the, the heaven of Christ. The heaven of Christ's gospel is the spirit. The heaven of Christ is the spirit. Our father who art in heaven or our father who art in the spirit No one has ascended up to heaven except the Son of Man which is in heaven. John 3.13 The Son of Man which is in the Spirit. Acts 9 verse 40 Filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 10 verse 44. Now, something about writers and I will close at that note. Are you blessed? Something about writers of the King James translation. Those translators, you know, whenever they have a man's activity, a man's activity, they call it Holy Ghost. The King James used Holy Ghost a lot because the translators of the King James, whenever they have a man's activity, they call it Holy Ghost. So that's it. When you see Holy Ghost, it's a kind of translation that is an interpretation. Because translations are also interpretations. When they put comma for you, full stop for you, what are they doing? When they put chapter and verses for you, they are translations. So, interpretation. So, it's like they change it to Holy Ghost to just distinguish. That's why when you see ghost, it's always about prophecy or utterance. Ghost. Something that a man did. But I think it's very ambiguous. Acts 10, 10.44 Poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. And while Peter yet speak, the Holy Ghost fell and day activity. Acts 19.6 The Holy Ghost came on them and they prophesied. So many times, the word ghost is used for prophecy, utterance, and stuff like that. Acts 20.22 To identify utterance, Holy Ghost. 
So ghost is not different from spirit. Holy ghost is not different from Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Romans chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. Woo! Concerning his son. Give me from verse 1. Let me read it as I get happy going home. <laughs> Romans chapter 1 verse 1. Let me read from verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the holy scriptures. What is the gospel that was promised afore by the prophets in the holy scriptures? Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. There's a billion, billion dollar revelation stuck up in that verse. We'll unpack it in first service on Sunday. Stand on your feet. Glory to God. Declared to be the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. Glory to God. Do you feel like you ate pounded yam? Or more serious than pounded yam? Yeah. Declared to be the son of God with power. How? By the resurrection from the dead. So through that one son by the resurrection, he has brought many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he that sanctified and they that are sanctified are all of one. Identification reality for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Don't you never say you are the brother of Jesus. And I'm not ashamed to call you Jesus' brother. As he is, you are. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor this year, we will preach the gospel of his son, which was promised by the prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son. Tell your neighbor, if it is not concerning his son, it is not gospel. It is jamboree. If it is not concerning his son, it is not gospel. It is comedy. Tell a neighbor it's not concerning his son. It is not gospel. It is stomach infrastructure. If it's not concerning his son, it's not gospel. It's a joke. The gospel is concerning his son. Pastor Prince, why are you laughing till you cannot talk? <laughs> Glory to God. Lift your hands and let's blow in tongues and, and give him thanks for this wonderful time of study. Thank you, Father. Thank you that light is shining. Our hearts 
hearts are open. Revelation knowledge is increasing by the day. The eyes of our understanding are being flooded with the light of the gospel. Look for somebody around you and grab that person. Let's pray for one another. This year, your eyes are focused. Your heart is focused. You will preach the gospel of his son. You will declare God's word in season and out of season. You will do ministry like never before. The mandate of God is upon you. A dispensation of the gospel is committed unto you. Necessity is laid upon you. And woe is you if you preach not the gospel. You have ought you have boldness you fulfill the will of God you fulfill the plan of God for your life you stay in the center of God's will you are kept by the power of God you are sustained by the Holy Ghost pray for your neighbor pray 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 let's minister to one another let's make tremendous power available that is dynamic in his workings Agashon Tagaya Elias was a man of like passions but he prayed earnestly that it may not rain and it did not rain by the space of three and a half years and he prayed again and it rained so the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much open your mouth and pray you walk worthy of the lord you're kept by the power of god you walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing you're fruitful unto every good work Leave your neighbor, look for another neighbor. Let's minister to one another. Let's minister to one another. You are a battle axe, you are a weapon of war, you are a sharp threshing instrument. Pray, pray, pray. 
Minister to him the things of the spirit. Minister to him the things from the spirit. You walk in the spirit. You walk in the light. You are led by the spirit. You walk worthy of the Lord. You fulfill the mandate of God. You are filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You shine the light in the midst of darkness. The Lord walking with you, confirming his word with signs and wonders by stretching forth your hand to heal. These signs follow you in the name of Jesus. You cast out devils in the name of Jesus. You drink deadly things. They do not hurt you in the name of Jesus. You trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And the Lord walking with you. With great power. You give witness of the resurrection. And great grace is upon you. Who are kept by the power of God. To be revealed in these last days. You prophesy. You see visions. There's an outpouring of the spirit upon you. There is a supply of the spirit upon you you have utterance you have boldness you speak the word of God with boldness a door of utterance is open unto you a door of ministry is open unto you your body is healthy your body is healthy. Your body is healthy. Sickness shall not hide around your body. Your body has been bought with a price. Therefore, you glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Whatever is not planted by God around you is rooted out. You are set over nations and over kingdoms to root out, to uproot, to overthrow, to build and to plant. You are a new sharp threshing instrument. Having teeth, with you, God will bulldoze and dismantle satanic installations. With you, God will raise a people. With you, God will establish his kingdom. With you, the influence of God increases in the nations. With you, the message of Christ reaches the ends of the earth. You are kept by the power of God. Leave your neighbor and pray for yourself. Put your two hands on yourself. I am not distracted. I am focused. I am not distracted. I am focused. My eyes are on the ball. I am sold out. I am sold out to the ministry. I have found a reason for living. I live to add value to the hearts of humanity. I live to add eternal value. Wherever I am found, I am a luminary. I shine the light. My light shines before men. My light shines upon a hill that cannot be hid. I am a city. 
Makrata Sekeya, Anga Shobaya, Anga Shobaya. My body cooperates with the word of God. My body cooperates with the word of God. My body cooperates with the word of God. My body is stronger. My body is healthy. Agashutalabaya, Lagrata Sokala. My body is well. My body is healthy. My youth is renewed like an eagle. My body is restored. My organs are refreshed by the will of God. I am his son. I attend to the word of God. I incline my heart to his saints. I keep the word of God in the midst of my heart. I do not depart. I do not let them depart from my eyes. For they are life to me. And they are held to my flesh. I meditate the word of God. Day and night. I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water. My leaves shall not wither. I bring forth fruit in my season. Whatever I do prosper. I prosper in the mandate of God. Ask of me the hidden. And I will give you the uttermost part of the earth. For your possession. Lord of the harvest. Lord of the harvest. Send laborers. Laborers. Into the harvest. Laborers. Into the harvest. Laborers. Into the harvest. Laborers. Into the harvest. Thank you Lord Jesus. Give him praise. Ziko Tata. Give him praise. Give him praise. Yanona Sata. Give him praise. Luda da 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 da. Give him praise. Ziko da Gayandosha. Lebron Zakata Karato Sekeya. Bregadondo Lodoboshakayada. This is the refreshing wherewith you will cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. Light is shining in the nations. Light is shining in our communities. Light is shining in the cities. Light is shining in our continents. In the name of Jesus. It is done. In Jesus precious name. Can I have that amen like thunder? I want a better amen than those prayer house amens. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Tomorrow morning, prayer close 7 a.m. Kakataba. We're going to be chilling with the big boys. Ikotobolakata. Breda gaga gaga gaga. Breda daga daga gaga. 7 a.m. Miato Tulaya. And we're live on all platforms. You can join from your home. You can join from your campuses. Let's nikatomakata. Let's make tremendous power available. So that when we begin to do ministry, we can take from the reservoir. And do great and mighty things. Partners, I want to thank all the partners who have reached out to us. I believe by now all partners have received their invitations. You have received your confirmations in my WhatsApp group. I don't do WhatsApp. But for the first time, I've created a WhatsApp group for all partners of this ministry. Because this year I want to be close to you and I want you to be close to me. Come close, come close. If you want to come close, join partnership. Come close is partnership. Come close is partnership. 2023 definition of come close is what? Partnership. Come close. Come close. Send an email Damina at yahoo.com. Indicate you want to join the partnership. And remember, we also have a one-time giving 
that will be redeemed by the end of this month. Also indicate that. And then you want to be partnering with us every month for 2023. So we can do them much more. Remember, somebody gave to us for you to hear. If you also give, more people will hear. See that? That's the way it works. So, Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. You'll get your invitation. Immediately you send us a mail to be in my WhatsApp group where I will meet with you from time to time, pray for you, minister to you, give you direct instructions from God. It's going to be an exciting year, 2023. Thank you again for willing to walk with us through this pathway to bring the revelation of Jesus until all the nations of the earth are covered. Grab your honor offerings. Let's give us your honor Christ tonight on our way home. If you're watching online on television, the banking details are scrolling on the screen. Make sure you just take advantage of those details and send in your offerings. Let's honor Christ. When you hear the word of God, you give in honor. Honor is critical in receiving understanding of God's word. Honor is critical. So let's honor the word because what you don't honor, you can't be blessed by. Let's honor God's word. Amen. Father, we give in faith and we give with joy. And we thank you for the privilege to make a difference in the gospel. And we thank you that through our giving, many are coming to the knowledge of the truth. So thank you for this opportunity to give. This year we make much, 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 much more money. We have sufficiency. I decree that everyone giving, you have ideas, concepts, and insights. Opportunities, relationships open up to you in the name of Jesus. You will make much more and we will do much more. In Jesus' name we pray. And every believer says a powerful amen. Guys, tomorrow evening we are not here live, but we are going to play something at 6 o'clock that will help bring to your remembrance many things we have taught you this week. And then Sunday morning, 7 a.m., which is 8 a.m. GMT plus 1 online, 8 a.m. GMT plus 1 online, and 11 a.m. GMT plus 1 online and on different platforms. I'll be bringing a continuation of this teaching as we continue in our new creation camp meeting 2023. Be blessed and enjoy the rest of your evening. Anywhere on the pulpit, drop your offerings as we celebrate Christ in our We trust that you have been blessed by this message. To order the complete series of this message and all the messages by Dr. Abel Daminer, please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com. 